Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts, Steven. And Kyle. How's it going, Kyle? It's going, man. What's new, bud? The world's burning. That's also true. What a crazy time we live in. It is a very crazy time. But we're not going to get into that. No. So today I put together a little uh, episode about possible alternate dimensions because that's what I do. But before we get into that, we're going to go through the business. As you guys heard, uh, again, at the beginning of the episode, we are now part of the Straight Up Strange uh, podcast network. So take the time to hop over there and check out the lineup. A bunch of awesome podcasts are part of Straight Up Strange. So definitely go over and check them out. Uh, Come and hang out with us on all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Come over, share funny shit, memes, creepy shit, stories, encounters. Anything you find online, just throw it at us. It'll be dope. Kyle's going to tell you how to do it. You can give us a call at one eight seven seven eight zero zero hollow You can write us your story, send it over to the email, which is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com, or you can use your voice memo app on your smartphones, record your story, and then shoot it to the email. Uh, if you listen to us on Apple or iTunes podcast, uh, feel free to hop over there and leave us a rating and review. Uh, if you leave us a five-star rating and review, we will gladly shout you out. That helps us kind of move up through the charts, I guess, for lack of a better term, and make us more easily found on the the uh, podcast platforms. So today's is brought to us by 
Yowie's rule. Yes, they do rule. Which Hell is yeah. Funny because our last episode we had a Yowie encounter. Anyway, it's titled Great Work, Guys. Five stars. Uh, loving this podcast all the way from Australia. So thank you, Yowie's Rule, for taking the time to hop over and leave us those kind words. It still blows my mind that people outside of a 50-mile radius listen to this podcast. It blows my mind that anyone listens to it. Yeah, same, actually. Because <laughs> we just talk. That's it. In front of microphones. Yeah. But if you guys dig it, then we dig it. So we are going to... Our listener encounter of the day. Uh, again, if any of you guys have any you'd like to share, please hop over and send them to us. We want to hear about your demons and your ghosts and your aliens. cryptids. God wants to hear about your aliens. Just let us know. Uh, today is brought to a or today's encounter is brought to you by Dawn. She says, "I grew up in Fayetteville." Oh, let me restart. Sorry. I grew up in Fayette, Illinois, a small village of approximately 30 people. I was about 12 years old and was outside playing with our neighbor boys. It was getting dark and it was in the summer and we were playing tag. Out of nowhere, we were suddenly being chased by three football-shaped silver objects. They were swarming our heads. I remember the noise they made sounded like the Jetson Mobile. We were screaming for help as we could not get away from them. I finally ran and hid in a concrete culvert in my grandmother's ditch. They kept hovering over me. My grandma came running outside and she watched them fly off as she rescued me from the ditch. About two months later, I remember my mother walking me and my two sisters at around 11.30 p.m. and we watched a huge saucer-shaped object full of colorful lights at the bottom of it shooting what looked like fireballs down into an empty cornfield across from our house. I don't recall any noise while it was there. The next morning, we all walked across the road into the field, but we could not see anything that had hit the ground. Every summer, there are five bright, fast-moving objects that gather in the sky and will hover over cars driving up and down the road. I have, or I have one follow me to work, and I have no cell phone service, and the car radio won't work while they are over the car. Or over the car. Thank you for allowing me to share, share my stories. Well done. Thank you for sharing your stories. That is wild. X-Files shit. Yeah. Um, Talking about the car and stuff, or the radio won't work and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's like Alien Abduction 101. Yeah. It interferes with radio signals, electromagnetic waves, and the whole nine. I feel like whatever that thing was dropping was probably some type of uh, like recon drone type deal. It almost makes me wonder if it was dropping the football-shaped objects. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, those were its little recon drones letting it go out and investigate. I wish, if you're listening, Don, let us know how big those were. Were they the size of footballs? Because in my head, they kind of are. But it said they were swarming around, so they may have even been smaller than that. Well, it kind of reminds me of the orbs from, like, Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. <clears throat> like where, how they'd come out and kind of harass the cattle and stuff like that, which kind of leads credence to it being some type of inv- investigative drone situation. Yeah, checking shit out. Yeah, just kind of Im- investigating, I guess. And she states that her grandma saw them fly off. Well, I wonder if there was ever any other... Well, I guess I guess she did. She said she saw them flying through the fields and stuff every summer. Um did any of your siblings or mom and dad or grandma or grandpa ever have any other encounters with these things? Like, is it, is it a common 
occurrence. Which if it, your way. if it is, it's fucking strange. Yeah, it is weird because, she, like, she talks about it like every summer, and we see the same the same five right bright objects that gather in the sky. I almost want to drive out there. I don't know how far Faye it is from here, but I don't know. just to go see if we can see it. That would be crazy terrifying. to go watch. You don't hear stories like this very often. No, where they're just dropping something down, and then it what it seems to investigate its surroundings and. Or what I would assume would be investigative surroundings. It's kind of hard telling what exactly it's doing, especially dropping into a field. It makes me have some very interesting questions, but that's here nor there. Yeah, especially if it's something that happens on the regular, like when she says it happens every summer. Yes, that that's kind of what I was thinking is that maybe if it does happen every summer and it's the same things every summer, I don't quite feel like it's something that's probably investigating. Yeah, something's like drawing them to there. Yeah. I suppose. It's not too far away. It's a pretty good little scoot. Is it? But not too far. An hour and 40? That ain't bad. Especially to see UFO. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely in. (laughs) We'll have to do that. Speaking of which... As I stated last episode, we're thinking about getting some uh, video equipment. Well, hold on. Hold that thought. First, thanks, Don, for sharing your story. Absolutely. I kind of jumped the gun on that one. Um, as I said, we might head out that way and try to see if we can't see these moving objects. Yeah, you'll have to let us know roundabout where it's at. Yeah, give us some street names. And the time of year you uh, see it, mostly. Definitely. On that note, um, we're thinking about getting some video recording equipment and maybe trying to hit up some local paranormal hotspots to get some video footage, live stream it, put it on the YouTube, kind of switch it up a little bit, give you guys another avenue of uh, getting the weird. So whenever we get that in motion, that's going to be dope. Yeah, and uh, if any of you have had any experience with GoPros or stuff like that, let us know which ones work the best because I was looking at one the newest one and I think it's like 300 bucks or something like that which I don't think is a very bad price but you know how it is people you go read reviews and there's always that mixed reviews and you get some people that say it's amazing and then you have other people that are just like this is complete fucking garbage yeah so if any of you have any experience out there with this type of stuff let us know that way I've got a little bit better idea of what I may or may not be getting myself into (laughs) yeah heard that you know it just, it it would be helpful because I really don't want to spend 300 bucks and then get a piece of shit. <laughs> True. I mean, I'm just being honest. Also, if you're in our local area, in the Alton, St. Louis area, and you have any paranormal hotspots that you would like us to go and check out and that we have access to, or you can get us access to, please let us know. Yeah. Send us some feelers out, and uh, that way we can get out and do some investigating. Yeah, we'll go out and fuck shit up. Yeah. Hell yeah, brother! Give give a ghost a stone cold stunner. That would be that would that'd be money. That's what it would. That'd be money right there. Just trying to make banks. Kyle son. versus the ghost. All right, we're gonna jump into the little episode I put together. I call it driving into a parallel universe, and I've got a couple cases here about people that were just out cruising and it didn't end up the way they wanted it to. So the first case I got is the case of Pedro Ramirez. Good Pedro, old Pedro. Yeah. 
Pedro was a well-educated man, prominent industrial engineer living in Spain. On one Sunday evening in 1986, six, 1986 while on a business trip to Seville, uh, he was returning to a small rental apartment at about 11.15 p.m. in the town of Acala de Guadaria. Yep. Guadaria. Yeah, that's the place. That's it. Uh, the trip isn't very long, about 12 miles, and Pedro had driven it multiple times, so he pretty much knows the area. Yeah. Uh, the country road was narrow and winding, but Pedro kind of enjoyed the old route as it traversed through local hills, and he was just kind of a straight shot from point A to point B, and he just liked it being out in the country, being peaceful. So, as Pedro rounded a familiar corner that he had driven dozens of times, as I stated before, he all of a sudden met with a six-lane highway. So his little <laughs> two-lane narrow country road turns into a spanning six-lane highway. Yeah. He turned a corner, and like, well, that's new. Yeah. What the fuck is this? Pedro noted that this highway ran perfectly straight, as far as he could see. Even more troubling, when he looked behind him in his rear view, the road continued behind him as well, the six-lane highway. Fuck, so the road he was on just basically disappeared. Gone. Cool. Gone. Cool. The narrow country road was nowhere to be found, and this impossible highway was what was left. Uh, To his left, he saw what he believed to be an industrial complex, and to his right, he saw a bizarrely shaped high-rise apartment buildings, at least 20 stories tall in places where there should have been rolling hills. Um, At this point, Pedro was too frightened to stop, as anyone in his position would be. Of course, I would not get out. I don't know what the fuck I'd do. Being in a different dimension. Um, I'd probably try to call you. The environment was so foreign to him, he thought he may have taken a wrong turn and ended up in another country. Like, that's how different it was to what he expected it to be. Yeah, and that would also suggest that his brain was, like, rapid-firing and coming up with bullshit excuses. Because if if you've driven that road a million times, in no way, shape, or form, should you logically think... Well, maybe I just made a wrong turn and ended up in a different fucking country, country or yeah. state. Like you're you're just grasping for straws yeah, of reality. Yeah. Like your your mind is just fracturing and breaking, and you're just coming up with any excuse that would relatively make sense. <laughs> at this point, other cars started passing him at extreme rates of speed. They were big, bulky, boxy cars, like uh, cars from the fifties or sixties. Okay. Almost like the comp- the compact car movement that had taken place in the late 80s never even happened. Like, these were all throwback. Another strange thing is that the cars only appeared in two colors, white and beige. That's even Every fucking car he weirder. Saw just white and beige. The fuck would you want a beige-colored car for? They had, yeah, right? <laughs> they had strange black rectangular license plates, which looked nothing like anything that had ever been issued in Spain. Which I guess kind of lead credence to, hey, maybe I, maybe I zoned out and drove into another country. You did. That's your which, bad, dude. Which I mean, whenever I get on the roads, sometimes, especially when I used to work for Pepsi, I would have to get up super early and drive long ways, and I would drive the same route every single day. I'd get on two fifty five. Yeah. I'd take the two seventy exit, and I'd go to my first store. One morning, I get up, listening to the radio, listening to podcasts, whatever. I get on 255, and I'm just driving, 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 driving. Eventually, I snap out of it, and I passed my exit 20 miles south, like 
Yeah. I missed it by 20 miles, and I didn't even notice it. I could definitely see it. I've, once, I've done it before, once too. Once it kicks in, like, I don't even remember driving by the overpass or anything. And once it kicked in, I was like, oh, shit. I ain't where I'm supposed to be. No. How am I going to get to work on time now that I'm <laughs> 20 miles down the road? But, like, I can see him trying to connect the dots. Of Yeah. Granted, I I just noticed an exit sign, and I was 20 miles away. It's not like the whole landscape of my entire universe changed. Yeah, and you were in Canada. Yeah. True. (laughs) Okay, where were we at? Oh, yeah, license plates. Uh, From there, he stated that a transparent force field appeared to to block the road in front of him. He said it almost resembled an illuminated soccer net. So I'm assuming, like, it's lit up. It's got... uh, It's very sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like a, a net. It gets better, though. Okay. As he approached the barrier, he felt the temperature within his within his car start to rise. Then he heard a disembodied woman's voice, which almost sounded like some sort of recording. After the woman said what she needed to say, which he doesn't state what it was, but I looked and I could not find what she said. That sucks. He was able to pass through the barrier and the temperature within his car subsided. He continued on for over an hour before ever stopping. He exited his car finally, leaving his headlights on to check out the shoulder of the road. What he found there was even more weird. The grass along the shoulder was all perfectly uniform in height, exactly two feet tall, every single blade. From there, he watched cars pass by. These giant, bulky cars only passed on scheduled intervals, one every eight minutes, almost as if they were automated. From there, he got into his car and continued to drive for another hour. Finally, an exit appeared, and it contained an odd-looking sign that was marked with places that were familiar to Pedro, uh, Malaga and Seville. He decided he would try to return home to Seville. He took the exit, drove for another 30 minutes, where he stopped his car a second time to look around. As he gazed out his driver's side window, he was amazed to find himself outside of his small rental apartment in Alcala de Guardo. So he stopped, and boom, back in front of his apartment. That's weird. Yeah. The trip that normally took him no longer than 30 minutes had taken Pedro three hours and five minutes to get home. He meticulously tracked his fuel miles, and he had used enough fuel to have traveled 125 miles, as opposed to the 12 miles it would have taken him to get home. So he did the math, and the math was there. Yeah. Everything is pointing to him being gone for this long, traveled this distance. See, and that does... Like, at first I was confused, right? And and everybody by now, you should know that I'm the dude that believes just about everything... Um, but I do have some questions and concerns with this story. But it did state that he was a well-educated man. So some of these thinking processes do make a little bit more sense. But whenever he pulled over the first time and he noticed that the cars only came in intervals, you would have to be a pretty fucking observant person to note that these cars were passing by every eight minutes. Yeah. Because if I was freaking out... That's going to be the last fucking thing on my mind. I'm going to be thinking, how the fuck do I get out of here? I want to go home. And it makes me wonder how long he'd stayed there to right. time the cars. Exactly. Because it would have to be at least the first one would pass by, and then eight minutes later, the second one would pass by, which yeah. you wouldn't think anything of it. Yeah, you'd, it'd take a couple to notice. Yeah, so you're talking 30 minutes just sitting there before exactly. you get the time. Exactly. And then, you know, the the, the grass, sure, you're going to notice that. You're going to notice the grass. That's nothing out of the norm for me. Like, to look out and see all this fucking grass. Just like, perfectly cut. Perfect. Like, what the fuck? This yeah. is weird. Yeah. This is weird. From there, 
Uh, Pedro fruitlessly tried to retrace his route, but never once found the six-lane highway. It appeared on no map, and when he questioned the locals, nobody had any clue as to what he was talking about. So, what happened to Pedro? I don't know. It's a weird one, man. And, like, the the net throws me off a little bit, too, because he talks about, like, old-school-style cars and then this, like, hyper-advanced... I mean, yeah, the only futuristic thing futuristic buildings and shit. Yeah, and then the only thing you could think that the the net would be used for would be some type of like security reason, right? Yeah, to keep him from entering. Right. But yeah. then he heard the woman's voice. Unless, I mean, I don't even know. Hey, Hollow Colt. The weather's getting nice, and you know what that means? It's cryptid hunting season, and the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tacovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tecovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, Regular leather boots, they they have it all, and it's re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair. Of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park I don't even know. I wish I knew what the woman's voice said. But it did bring find, a lot more clarity. Couldn't find anything. Like maybe she was giving him a set of rules, you know, Impossible. or maybe she was telling him how to get the fuck home. I don't know. Yeah. So either Pedro passed into an alternate dimension or he passed into an alternate timeline because yeah. the story gets a little, takes a little twist here at the end. Okay. Five years after his nighttime journey, the Autovia was built. Route A92, a six-lane highway that runs from Seville to Malaga. 
Huh. But it doesn't explain the cars, though, right? Unless we're not to that point yet. Unless you okay. pass that gotcha. far into the future. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. How? If it wasn't an alternate reality, if it was, if it was a time travel, nobody knows exactly how far into the future right. it goes. Twenty years from now, there might be those weird ass apartment buildings and everybody using these big ass cars. Right. Yeah, and I guess you really couldn't like for my brain anyways and I'm not a fucking genius but I say you are well thank you I appreciate <laughs> that um uh, I have been told I do have the intellect of Bill Nye but anyways that's kind of besides the point <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck told you that <laughs> this fucking guy no hell yeah brother <laughs> I don't even remember where I was going oh but with the uh, differing timeline, or whether whether you went to the future or an alternate universe, I mean, are they really that much different than each other? Probably not. You know what I mean? Like, how would you prove that it's not a, another timeline versus a parallel universe or vice versa? I mean, you'd have to know what you're fucking with, I guess, and for anyone to know the difference. What fucks me up is that. Like, he has physical, I guess, evidence, you could say, that he was really, he really traveled 125 miles. Yeah. How do you get lost enough in a 12-mile stretch of road that you travel 125 miles? That he would essentially have to drive back and forth 10 times and not fucking know it to burn that much gas. Yeah. Yeah, because that is a giant fucking difference. It's weird. That is a giant difference. Yeah. And from 30 minutes to three hours and which it's 30. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, it would make sense that our theory of him sitting there for a while looking at the cars. I mean, that that could factor into the time, the the extra amount of time. Right. Yeah. Because if he drove 124 miles, if he was driving relatively slow that could take upwards to what possibly two hours roughly at, at least, well d- driving 60 miles an hour two hours would be 120 minutes right so he would still have essentially what another right, hour hours, yeah and or so that was assuming he was driving 60 which he probably right. wasn't on a small well no because he was on a six lane highway yeah fuck i don't know it's confusing but he stood by a story so i don't know man Bro, I'd say you had a fucked up experience, Pedro. First you hear it and you're like, man, Pedro probably hitting the sauce a little bit before he drove home. (laughs) But then once all the pieces get together, it's... It's strange. It's It's definitely strange. I've got another bizarre story I found. It's not as long, but it's one that kind of sticks out with me. Sticks out to me. Um, It's the case of Martha Wright. So, as I stated, I heard it a few times before. No matter how much I research on it, it basically brings me to the same paragraph of information. So, it's not a lot. It's pretty cut and dry, then. Yeah. I took this source directly from the New York Post.com, and it is, and I quote, In 1975, Jackson Wright and his wife Martha were driving through the Lincoln Tunnel from New Jersey to New York City when Jackson pulled the car over inside the tunnel to wipe condensation from the car's windshield. To speed things along, he took to the front windshield while Martha worked on the rear window. 
Moments later, Jackson returned to find his wife had vanished without a trace. Jackson reported no other cars in the tunnel at the time of her disappearance and nowhere she could have run to or have been snatched away in such a short amount of time. A police investigated ensued, but Martha was never found. So, what happened to Martha? I have no fucking clue. Things that stand out to me. He's in the Lincoln Tunnel, which from what I read is super busy because you're going from New Jersey to New York City. Right, right. Going to be traffic all the time. He states that there's no other cars. Okay, so that's weird. That's weird. Fucked up. Something that I find weird, why, and it's wintertime, right? Yeah, he said the weather was pretty bad, pretty terrible. I don't know if it says winter specifically, but I read other articles where people have said that there were no tracks, like if she walked out of the tunnel, so I'm assuming there may have been snow, which could cause the condensation being in the warm tunnel. That's what I was at. That's what I was getting at. Why yeah. why the condensation on the front and back window? I don't know. Because normally under normal driving conditions, that's not something that usually happens. Usually if you get condensation on your windows, it mostly would happen, I would assume, on your front window when you got the air running. Yeah, the you warm know. and the cold mixes together. Right. And I mean, you might have condensation first thing in the morning, but that's, you know, it's whatever. Like, the first thing I thought of was that homie Jackson here offed his wife and got rid of her. You know, that was the first thing that popped into my head. But then I'm like, dude, you need to come up with a better-ass yeah. damn story than saying she went out to clean off the back window and she just disappeared. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. Because, because no cop's going to be like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to jail. That's a highly plausible story. So I'm thinking that either this is where my alternate dimension comes into. Say him and Martha are out doing their date night or whatever, and they drive into the tunnel. And Martha gets out to clean the windshield, and she's taken into taken into a parallel, parallel dimension. Just disappears. Right which is kind of where this story was leading. But the more I think about it is <clears throat> perhaps when they drove into the tunnel, both Jackson and Martha drove into a different dimension because he says there were no cars. Yeah, that's what, I would, that's what I would have assumed is that as soon as they hit the tunnel, something changed. But maybe Martha went back into the OG dimension, the base dimension, and now Jackson's stuck in this dimension our dimension it's possible you know what i mean because and fuck i mean put it that way it could have happened the other way around just as easily yeah you know he remained and she went i mean the plausibility is kind of equal i think but definitely or when he drove in here and or it could have took place when she got out of the car maybe he slipped into this dimension or this timeline where martha never even existed Oh, and he's just stuck. He's up. just stuck here with us, you know. That would be fucked up. He's like, "Hey, honey, I'll get the front windshield. You get the back." And she steps out. And she's gone. gone. That would be weird. Pretty bizarre, huh? It is bizarre. Which makes you wonder: all these people that dis end up disappearing. Yeah. What the fuck's really going on? Yeah. Are they are they going slipping into or slipping out of existence essentially? Or in or into existence. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a possibility too. 
that I don't know. That case is pretty fucked up because it's so simple and subtle. And like you said, if he really did kill her, it's a pretty fucking shitty story. Yeah, nobody's to be tossing gonna, out. Nobody's gonna believe that she no. just disappeared. If I was a cop and somebody told me that, I'd be like, "You are on fucking drugs." Well, let me see the trunk, dog. Yeah, you're on drugs. <laughs> so those were two. I found some other ones I didn't put in here, but they were just as bizarre. I found one of a woman named uh, Carol Chase McElhenney, where she drove back to her original uh, town she grew up in because I think her grandfather died, and they, she was going to the uh, funeral. And everything about the town that she remembered was not the same. The buildings were different. Um, they were all like these colonial style buildings, what she remembered. But when she pulled in, everything had been replaced. Like all of the address numbers were correct, but all the buildings had been replaced with like smaller ranch style homes. Oh, that's weird. Uh, the cemetery where her grandfather was supposed to be buried didn't exist. Oh. The only things that she found that were similar was the college that she had went to was still there and exactly how she remembered it. And um, there was one other thing, a bookstore or something maybe, or a library. It was the same. But other than that, every single thing about it had changed. That's weird. So I don't remember how the story ended. She ended up going back to town uh, later. I don't know if she if it spooked her so much that she drove back to where she was originally staying and then came back the day of the funeral. But when she came back, everything was everything was the way it was supposed to be. Oh, that's even weirder. I was going to say, if it ended with that, basically, I'd say either her memory is skewed or it's straight up like alternate dimension shit. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I'll look it up real quick and... But the fact, the fact that she actually had the balls to go back and then was like, yep, now everything's back to normal. Well, that, that kind of changes the... Because it would be possible that she goes back and she hasn't been there for years upon years and she's like, well, I remember this and it's just kind of... Her memory kind of sucks, basically, you know? Yeah. Um, here it is, a little composite compiled story i'll just share it with you guys in 2006 uh this comes from a website here that i can't even pronounce but i will give them credit where credit is due to the unpronounceable website in 2006 as carol chase McElhenney was driving from paris california back to her home in san bernardino she claims she decided to stop in her hometown of riverside didn't take a long didn't take long however for carol to realize she wasn't in the right town the geographical location was correct. She claimed she couldn't find her childhood home or any of those of her family members. In fact, she didn't recognize any of the houses, even though all the numbers were still correct. Even the cemetery where her grandparents were buried was just a fence and lot of overgrown weeds. Was she in the wrong town? Who knows? But this is where she found uh, landmarks she remembered. Like I said, the college and it was a middle school. Um... Her relief in finding recognizable uh, landmarks was short-lived as soon as she noted an eerie vibe surrounding the residents or the Riverside residents who were walking around. She soon left and was afraid to approach any of the sinister beings. See, I didn't see that the people were being all shady too. Carol believes she stumbled into a parallel dimension where Riverside was a much darker place. Uh, hmm. She That's returned years later for her father's funeral and it was back as the town she knew as a child. See, that's interesting. I wonder why she kind of 
uh, portrayed them as sinister beings. I don't know. I wish there was a little bit more substance to that. I'm looking here on the old Redditor. Because that, that's kind of fucked up. It's almost like she went somewhere where the people fucking really sucked. Yeah. Or maybe they weren't fucking people. That's true. Interdimensional beings. How fucking crazy would that be? You go into your, what you think is your own, uh, hometown, and there's beings there that you have no fucking clue what they are. Everything's different. Yeah. Um, I don't know. People try to write it off as like delusional misidentification syndrome, which is a psychological phenomenon in which people are unable to blah, internalize blah, their blah. accomplishments. <laughs> Brady blah, says, blah, hell blah. no. Dude, the, that's, they do that shit with everything. Schizophrenia. I mean, they, they always put some fucking smart person word to deal with something that they can't explain that's going on in somebody's head. I'm not saying that some of these people are not fucking crazy, but you can't just chalk everything up to everybody's fucking crazy. Dude, there are so many crazy stories. I wanted to do one on this. I've heard about this. I don't think I could get an entire case or an entire episode out of it. I'll go ahead and just mention it since we're just killing time, spitballing it. So... Another interdimensional story. This is a dimension where the Beatles never broke up. Mm-hmm. So, according to this verse, I'll just, I don't even know. A man who has adopted the pseudonym of James, the pseudonym of James Richards claims he was chasing his dog through Del Porto Canyon in California on September 9, 2009. When he tripped in a rabbit hole... <laughs> Interestingly enough, yeah, knocked himself unconscious. Upon waking, he found upon waking he found himself in a room next to an unrecognizable machine, with a man who introduced himself as Jonas. According to the strange man, while on a work-related trip for a dimensional travel agency, he had used a time machine to transport the unconscious Richards to a parallel Earth in order to help him. Of course, the logical thing to do in this situation was start discussing pop culture, which led Jonas and Richards to the topic of the Beatles, a band both dimensions had shared. To Richards' surprise, in this alternate Earth, the Beatles were still alive and still creating music. What does Richards do? The same thing anybody else would do, and steal a cassette tape of the Beatles' music from the alternate dimension. It is titled Everyday Chemistry and was composed of Beatles songs that were never released in our actual dimension, which he also uploaded to his website. Well, that's fucking weird. Yes. So you can go, let's go here and check it out. That's fucking strange. So that story was from Listverse. I've read it before. And um, you can go to thebeatlesneverbrokeup.com and check out the album Everyday Chemistry, which seems, the more I look into it, it's almost like he has taken the Beatles' solo music and kind of mishmashed it together. I'm not a big Beatles fan, so I wouldn't know one way or the other. Me either. But this is what people are saying. So you guys can go there and listen to it. Oh, damn, they got, he's got this whole big-ass experience here. I wonder if I click on these, it'll if it'll play. Yeah, oh, yeah, it will. It's going I'm gonna to. play you guys some snippets from it. So this is the Beatles album that was never actually released in our dimension. 
That's probably just downloading a virus to mine. <laughs> it's fucking possible. Computer here. It just says nope. Yeah. I hope you guys can hear this. Exactly the reason why I'm not a Beatles fan. <laughs> right. In this dimension or the other. Anyways, I know some of you probably are Beatles fans, so now I just got Sorry. a virus on my computer. You can head over to the Beatlesneverbroke and check it out. Yeah, tell you us what you think. Probably be fucking stoked, but Yeah, it's just weird. Another little interdimensional story I thought I'd share. It's if you go onto his website and look, he's got his whole story mapped out, and it, it goes way more into depth than what I shared, but I figured I'd tag it on there. You guys can go listen to the entire entire album that never made it to our universe. It was never supposed to be in our it's dimension. It's the best. That's probably true. Send me to a dimension where the Beatles never existed. I'm going to catch heat for that. <laughs> <laughs> just watch. <laughs> anyway, that about sums it up. I just thought I'd take some time to talk about some weird little interdimensional stories here makes you wonder if you guys are ever driving and you see something that doesn't look familiar where it's supposed to not be and it is just maybe you've slipped through the cusp i say just keep on driving hell yeah brother just be your own universe that's what i'm talking about universe where i'm rich and good looking well I don't know if I get to go that far. Which is definitely not this universe. <laughs> on either aspect. Well. Ha! Anyway, thanks for tuning in today. Hope you guys had fun listening to a little weird, a little snippet of weirdness. Um, again, check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. If you've got any kind of bizarre encounter you'd like to share with us, please do. We love hearing from them. That's a, that's a big staple cornerstone of our show so the more of those we get the better off we are so please send them in even if it's the the smallest little tidbit of a story just send them to us the weirder the better we just want to hear from you guys and um yeah get those to us until next time stay safe stay weird and if you slip into an alternate dimension or timeline be sure to tell them about our podcast. Please. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 